The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I always get a nice little kick of uh, adrenaline energy when I hear that opening music. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And this grand awakening is upon us. It's happening right now. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Steve Behrman, who is going to be working with me in co-creation along with Dr. Leonard Lasko in a new seven-part teleseminar series that we are putting together and Len was due to be on the show with us today so that you could experience the three of us interacting with each other on today's show. But unfortunately, uh, Len is not feeling well and, and is unable to join us. So I know that Steve will, will make some comments about Len in a few moments, but we do want to send our love and best wishes to Len and his uh, partner, Summer for a speedy recovery. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm so looking forward to uh, the uh, three of us, uh, you and myself and uh, Len, uh, doing this, this teleseries, which is essentially about how to expand in, in times of contraction. So let's talk a bit about what's going on in the, in the world today right now, and, and we, we appear to be beset by multiple multiplying crises, uh, is there any good news hidden in all the bad news? Well, uh, you know, as my partner uh, in, uh, in Spontaneous Evolution, the book uh, I recently finished, uh, Bruce Lipton, uh, tells us, is that crisis precipitates evolution. So the more we see things that appear to be in crisis, that appear to be falling apart, you can bet that there's something that's simultaneously falling together. And uh, we do have, uh, I guess one would say, a perfect storm of crises. We've got the, uh, the economic system. And uh, as my cohort, the Swami, says, remember the good old days when people robbed banks? You know, so we have, we have the economic system. We have political strife, uh, divisiveness, and uh, anger. We have ecological crises. We've got uh, climate change, uh, burgeoning populations, and all of these things are pointing us to the dire necessity for a new organizing principle. And uh, in evolution, when the density of a population reaches a certain point, there is always an up-leveling, an emergence of a new form 
that is more suited to uh, to the new situation. And uh, as an example, imagine uh, we are still living in a hunter-gatherer society, and every morning, 8 million New Yorkers trudge up to Westchester County to forage for food. You know, it's, it's not workable. So we are now in a, in a situation where the rules and uh, institutions that we've been living by, we meaning our, our civilization, for the past uh, long period of time, uh, we're coming to an end of that because the, it, it simply is no longer able to hold our potential. And that's where the evolution comes in. I guess we should just warn uh, people, Steve, that occasionally the Swami will kick in with some uh, words of cosmic wisdom along the way. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Swami Beyond Dananda will, uh, will uh, I guess the turban will come on. Uh, Swami is turban-powered. And uh, he'll, he'll make his appearance uh, sometime during this hour. Uh, normally, this time of year, he's fervently working on his annual State of the Universe address. So perhaps uh, there'll be a couple of snippets from that uh, in, in our uh, hour together. Oh, I'd love to, love to hear about the, uh, the Swami's State of the Universe address later on. So back to uh, the Spontaneous Evolution, and obviously you worked alongside Bruce Lipton in, in writing that book. Uh, and obviously what a great opportunity and gift that was. So what does the actual biology have to say about the future? Well, you know, again, Bruce, uh, his background is as a cellular biologist, and Bruce's first book was called The Biology of Belief, and this really talked about how on the cellular level, the cell membrane is the mediator between what goes on inside the cell, that is the genetic material that's activated and the various chemical processes, and uh, what goes on outside the cell, the perceptions, the stimulation, and so on. And uh, because of how we've been taught, because we live in this paradigm where the dominant uh, belief is in scientific materialism, that really only the material world matters and that uh, the process of evolution is a purely material process, um, we tend to not really look at things that are right in front of us that don't... Uh, that can't be explained by the current scientific paradigm. So as an example, you know, we've learned that we are at the effect of our, of our genetics. And yet, according to Bruce, uh, only about 3% of all illness is, uh, is genetic in, in nature. So what about the rest of it? You know, we've heard that certain diseases run in families, and that's also true of people who've been adopted into those families. So there's a lot more to it than we've learned. At the same time, we have the very, very interesting phenomena called the placebo effect, where just believing that a medicine uh, is going to um, make you well or, or, or relieve your symptoms, even if the medicine is nothing more than sugar pills, in about one-third of the cases, believing that the medicine is medicine is enough. So, so we're really at the beginning stages of investigating these phenomena. Absolutely. And it's remarkable, isn't it, to, to, to understand or begin to understand how powerful our beliefs are in, in, uh, in guiding what actually happens to us physically. And, you know, and again, we've been so inundated, you know, as they say, you know, uh, our beliefs are, um, 
we mistake our beliefs for reality, and because we're seeing through these these eyes that have been trained to see things in uh, in a certain way, we tend to not notice uh, so many of these other things, and we we tend to dismiss these ancient um, spiritual and healing and meditative practices that have been successful for thousands of years and assume that because we have studied things scientifically, quote-unquote, we know more and we know better. And so I think that there's a balancing that's taking place, and that's one of the reasons why Bruce and I wrote Spontaneous Evolution, not to dismiss science, but rather to look at how science has actually disproved some of the fundamental dogmatic beliefs of scientific materialism and pointing us in the direction of integrating what modern science uh, knows and what ancient wisdom knows at the same time. I'd love you just to tell this, the story that, that you write about in the book uh, about the imaginal cells coming forward. Yeah, this is a really useful story uh, to describe where we seem to be right now, uh, and that is the story of how the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. And, it's, you know, the caterpillar is a very successful organism. It crawls along the ground. It eats. It's a very successful consumer. And uh, I'm sure that while the caterpillar is striving, everything is looking really good inside that, uh, that system. But as this transformation begins to take place, there, is a, there, there begins to be a chaos. Uh, as the uh, caterpillar cells uh, begin to deconstruct and fall apart, and uh, there is this, uh, this chaotic soup uh, inside of the, the chrysalis. And at some point, these new cells, as you pointed out, they're called imaginal cells, as in imagination. These new cells begin to pop up. And at first, they're isolated, and there's very few of them, and so they're, they're not able to establish. But at some point, these new cells, these imaginal cells, the first butterfly cells, begin to connect with one another, they begin to communicate, they begin to cohere together, and at some point there is a critical mass and the caterpillar cells, uh, the caterpillar falls apart and these imaginal cells become the new butterfly organism. And what's very interesting about this is that the caterpillar and the butterfly have the exact same DNA. The difference is in the signal that they are receiving. So once again, uh, uh, Bruce is a pioneer in a science called epigenetics, that is, above the genes. And so what's happening um, above the gene uh, in the caterpillar is that there is a signal that is telling it that there is a new structure, a new, um, a new order that, is, that it's being called forth. And now we as human beings are in this uh, very interesting time where the old institutions based on obsolete ideas are falling apart like the caterpillar and we are being called forth by the healthy central voice of this new organism called humanity because as evolution progresses there is always an increase in community and there's an increase in uh, awareness and the next phase of human evolution is not growing a bigger brain or growing an extra limb it's recognizing that we're each and all cells in the new body of a superorganism called humanity. And this may not be the humanity that we know, which may 
better be called inhumanity, but this is really a heart-based understanding of who we really are. It's the connection in love, and uh, you know that's really uh, in our series what uh, Leonard Laskow is uh, is going to be representing. So actually, that's perfect timing, uh, Steve. We're coming up to our first break already. Time is flying by. But the, re the realization that we actually are the imaginal selves of humanity and that we need to congregate together in consciousness is a great point to leave off in this first segment. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Are you looking to discover who you really are? Do you want to know your true self and your soul purpose? Tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom with your host, Seti Nave. Let Seti be your guide to be self-empowered and learn about the magical arts. Seti's guests are made up of practitioners, teachers, and life-minded people who are interested in more than just going through the motions. You will learn to manifest your dreams when you tune in to Sacred Light Wisdom, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on 7th Wave Network. Explore the infinite possibilities of the unknown. Learn about the mysterious and mythical realms through time and space. Realize your inner truth. Tune in to Spirit Walker with Dr. Jeffrey Pierce and co-host Cindy Pierce. Dr. Pierce is a true intuitive. He is legally blind, uses no cards, pendulums, or guides, and has been found to have 97% consistent accuracy based on testing by the United Kingdom Institute of Psychic Sciences Research Center. Listen for topics that others are afraid to address on Spirit Walker, Wednesday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. West on 7th Wave Network. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. I just want to thank one of my sponsors for the show. At thenaturedoctor.com, I see the new line of whole food nutrients for conscious living by clicking on the banner uh, on my host page or going to www.thenaturedoctor.com. I have with me today Steve Behrman, otherwise known as Swami Beyond Ananda, and we were going to have with us Len Lasco as well, as the three of us are coming together to create a wonderful opportunity through my heart-centered journey 
for a seven-week tele-seminar series coming up uh, later in January. But before we do that, uh, as Len couldn't join us today, Steve, I, I wonder if you could just give us a little bit of a background on, on Len's expertise. Well, um, you know, we just left off talking about the imaginal cells and becoming the butterfly organism and becoming humanity. And, of course, uh, the most important and powerful tool in our toolkit to bring us together beyond the beliefs that separate us is the power of the heart and the power of love. So Len Lasko, and I'll give you a little bit more about his background. I'm just going to give a quote here. Uh, He wrote a book called Healing with Love. And Len's uh, quote is, love is a universal pattern of resonant energy. In other words, love is that vibration that, uh, that we can gather around like the uh, tuning forks that, that vibrate in harmony with one another. Um, Leonard, uh, his background was as a surgeon. He was an OBGYN. And at some point, because uh, he thought he would have a, uh, he, he began to develop a problem in his shoulder that he thought might prevent him from continuing as a surgeon, he uh, went into the field of psychiatry. And uh, after that, um, he got a message that he would be healing with love, and he wasn't sure what that was, what that was um, going to mean, but he just got that, uh, that message. And uh, at some point, a few years later, he was at a retreat uh, center, uh, and his roommate was a young man who was uh, suffering from metastasized cancer. Uh, And so when the young man woke up in the middle of the night and he was in pain and troubled breathing, uh, Leonard wanted to help, but he wasn't sure what to do. And just acting on intuition, Leonard placed his hands on the side of this young man's chest and visualized a radiant ball of light coming down through the center of his, of his head, Leonard's head, that is, to the level of his heart, down his arms, and through the hands. And so the young man uh, calmed down. He, he was able to sleep, and the next morning he said he felt a lot better. Uh, so fast forward about 11 years, and Leonard found himself at another conference, and here was this same young man singing on stage. And the man told uh, Leonard about a miraculous, spontaneous remission he had about six weeks after his encounter uh, with Leonard. Uh, So did Leonard uh, actually precipitate the healing? Was it a preverberation of what would happen? In any case, uh, Leonard began to explore this area, and he did some very interesting experiments in the laboratory with uh, cancer cells in a culture dish. And uh, by um, using uh, the power of love, that is, loving these cells, he was able to get these cells to shrink. Um, I think he used a... um, uh, The words that he used, I think, were... Uh, requesting that the cells, quote, return to the natural order and harmony of the normal cell line. And so he was able to diminish the growth of these cells in the culture dish by almost 40%. So uh, Leonard has since developed some uh, very powerful um, meditations and ways to activate that 
healing resonance uh, in one's own heart, and we're very excited that he's going to be sharing this as part of the uh, upcoming seminar series. Yes, and I've, I've actually been involved in, in doing some of uh, Leonard's uh, healing work with my daughter Angela uh, through what is his hollow energetic healing process. And really what it is is the recognition that when we have any sort of life trauma, particularly uh, as we're ch children under the age of seven, that we have this piece of us that has become separate, fragmented from uh, the wholeness of who we are, and, and this fragmented piece uh, needs to return home. And so these beautiful processes that Len works with, which are all uh, from love in the heart, creates the opportunity for us to release um, any armor or any um, what, what was originally a protective uh, garment placed over a particular part of the body, which protects uh, from the hostility or danger at the time, but also ultimately prevents healing from taking place. And there are beautiful, loving processes that, that we can go through to help people heal. And I've seen some remarkable uh, outcomes as a result of that healing process. And this time, as far as I'm concerned, is all about us returning to wholeness and, and reconnecting to oneness, which is another part of Leonard's expertise. But I just want to make one other comment, which, which makes Len's work almost unique, I believe, in that most people, uh, when they're dealing with uh, cancer in a healing situation, whether it be through traditional medical methods or whether it's through spiritual methods, people are still attacking the cancer and, and, and trying to kill the cancer. Whereas Len's approach is actually to say, well, actually, the cancer has happened, and it's happened for a reason. It's actually a gift for us to realize there is something we need to change in our lives, and therefore we accept the, the right for this cancer to exist. Um, so it has come for a reason, for a purpose, to show us something. But then he goes into this resonant energy frequency, and as you described beautifully, Steve, it's, it's taking the cancer itself back to its whole and healed state, so that we can also go back to our whole and healed state. And of course, the reason that cancer is recurring people is because they may have had a treatment to work with that cancer. But if you don't make the internal changes necessary as well, then that same pattern will repeat itself and imprint itself and return. Mm. So for full and complete healing, we need to really come to terms with what that separation, that fragmentation is. So Len's involvement in our uh, process is going to be critical for people to clear out all those uh, unhealthy issues and stuck energies and blockages that we've accumulated over this lifetime to let that go. And I know one of his most powerful ways of doing that is, is through a forgiveness process, which begins with forgiving ourselves. And the realization that real unconditional love um, is really about fully accepting who we are in all of our uh, strangeness and, and our warts and, uh, and also accepting others for who they are in, in that moment and getting out of this place of judgment that we've all been trained into uh, through, through our lives. So he will be bringing us a, a wonderful gift of his loving presence during the course of our teleseminar series. Yes, it's very interesting that these disowned parts, you know, again, it used to be, I think things have changed so radically that these, these pieces that we try to separate ourselves from, uh, circumstances are, are not letting them, uh, not letting that occur. And they, these, these have been called apocalyptic times. And the original meaning of the word apocalypse, it meant the lifting of the veils. 
And so the veils are being lifted on, on many things right now, including these shadow pieces that we have tried to hide because we're embarrassed by them, we're frightened by them, and so on. And one of our intentions with this, uh, with this seven-week class is to create a safe enough space to uh, put these uh, things into the pool and uh, safely and lovingly metabolize them. I've just uh, spent some time around the the lunar eclipse, with, which I felt very strongly was connected to this healing process, particularly around the healing of the of the feminine and the masculine. And I'll just give a couple of examples in the work that I was doing leading up to the lunar eclipse. That one of the most powerful issues that kept coming up was what I've called the discounted daughter, and this is a, a woman in her family who did all the work to support the parents and her siblings. Uh, but for some reason uh, was not acknowledged by anybody else in the family, including the parents. And in some cases, this was so extreme that this person who actually did all the nurturing support work uh, was completely ostracized by all members of the family at some point or, or still is. And then, and then, of course, the biggest realization is that in our creation myth story, there is no daughter. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's, let's just say the Holy Spirit is the sacred feminine, well, there is no daughter of that in, within that family. So she's been discounted from the beginning of creation. And so what we need to do is to welcome back into her fullness the sacred feminine, and, and every woman who is carrying this energy uh, has the opportunity to heal through this awareness. And then the second example that I'll just mention is, is, the, is the young man who uh, is emasculated, and that is... He's not being given his freedom to be who he is and, and to, to step into his full masculinity because of all of the controls placed upon him by the people around him. So he starts getting aggressive and thrashing about because he can't step into his full power in, in terms of a balanced power as opposed to a dominating power. So you can see how these fragmented pieces of ourselves begin to run our lives as we respond or react actually unconsciously to what happens to us in our lives. And one of the things we want to do is to help people uh, understand this unconscious programming that exists within them so they can, we can bring it out into the open to be healed with this beautiful, loving vibration. Yeah, and uh, it's certainly true that this is an individual process, and yet so many of these uh, issues that we're dealing with are passed down culturally, uh, invisibly and silently, and we, we up until now have not really had the, uh, the rituals and ceremonies and understandings to um, allow these processes to take a natural course to bring them to light rather than trying to stuff them. See, we're coming up to, to our second break, and uh, I just really want to reinforce all the discussion that we're having today and, and hopefully for our listeners to understand this phenomenal opportunity that we are offering through this course. And you can go to www.myheartcenterjourney.com right now and check out the free tele-event on January the 19th and the seven-week series beginning on January the 26th. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. We all want peace. 
We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Wondering what the heck is going on on planet Earth? Feeling time speeding up but your energy slowing down? Then there are those strange physical symptoms, sudden life and career shifts, a sense of loss of identity or purpose. As we rapidly move into a new dimension, the old structures are falling away. How will we navigate what is new? After all, the Ascension doesn't come with an instruction manual. Hillary Harris hosts Ascension 360, Navigating the New World Energies, airing live Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave Network. Ascension 360. Tune in to see how it all turns out. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, uh, Peter Tong. And I have with me today Steve Behrman. And Steve, I'd love you now to tell us a little bit about what you have learned from the experience of, of writing and performing comedy in the guise of the Swami. Well, you know, it's interesting. I spent my deformative years in New York City. And uh, there's something about New York uh, where humor is cultivated very easily. Uh, however, uh, when I was a kid, a lot of the humor was rough and tough and uh you know, people expected to be insulted. That was part of the part of the game that people played with one another. I, I think probably to keep anybody from getting too too big of a head. Um, and so my my humor was like that. Uh, and then uh, about uh, thirty years ago, this character flew into my head, Swami Beyondananda. I told people I got struck by enlightening during a brainstorm. And having the Swami uh, as a cohabitator of my body and uh, and a teacher of comedy, I've realized that so much of comedy uh, in our lifetime, certainly over the last 50 years, has become dark and cynical. It's hard to remember back to a more innocent time uh, where where comedy was was more open-hearted and and friendly. You know, we've somehow got being hip 
uh, all mixed up with being cynical. And so what I've learned from the Swami is that when you bring the love back into, and the innocence back into the, into the realizations and revelations that you get from the insights of comedy, that you can open the heart and create a sense of connection, uh, defenselessness, and so on. And, and that's been the kind of work that, uh, that I've been doing with Swami for the past, uh, performing professionally for the past 25 years. And there's a story. I'll share the story with you. This is a true story, something that happened um, during the Cuban Missile Crisis that, to me, expresses this higher octave of, uh, of humor. And during the missile crisis, uh, there were some American and Soviet delegates who had been meeting to discuss possible trade between the two countries. And when news of the missile crisis hit, everything stopped, and there was tremendous tension in the room. And finally, one of the Soviet delegates raised his hand and said, I suggest we each go around and tell a joke. And he volunteered to start. His joke was, what's the difference between capitalism and communism? In capitalism, man exploits man. In communism, it's the other way around. <laughs> and, of course, the joke landed really well because it, it celebrated what we all have in common. It pointed out the mental foibles, and yet it gathered people around the commonality that we share as human beings, and everybody laughed, and they were able to continue their business. So primarily, uh, the lesson I've learned is that in open-hearted humor is a way of bringing people together, and uh, there is usually a aha after the ha-ha. My website's called Wake Up Laughing. So the idea is that laughter is a um, gateway to awakening, awakening uh, our spiritual awakening and also awakening creativity, awakening uh, new solutions because it jars our already way of thinking. So where, where does the, the inspiration or the insight for the humor come to you? How does it come to you? Well, I've always had humor. Um, I was very fortunate. My dad was a brilliant comedian, although not a professional. He was a great storyteller. And what I remember from a, uh, being a kid is that his humor never really hurt anybody. It was, it was humor that tended to bring people together, and I, I guess I got it under the radar. And then when I was a kid, um, I was the class comedian, and apparently you know that you're chosen for this, the sign from God. Yes, <laughs> is the first time you're sitting uh, in the lunchroom and you make some other kid laugh so hard that milk comes out of their nose. <laughs> oh, a sign from God, you know, that sort of thing happened. And then, you know, I kind of put that aside, tried to get serious and so on. And, um, you know, when people say a funny thing happened, um, often uh, that's the universe's sense of humor, a little trick that we get played on. So I thought I was having a career as a... Uh, college professor at Wayne State University in Detroit, what a funny thing happened. I got laid off from my job, took a job doing tree work, and while I was there, uh, a co-worker and I started a humorous paper, uh, newspaper for the other guys at the shop. And 
that changed the entire vector of my of my life as I noticed the power that humor had to break trances, to uh, allow new ideas to come in under the radar, to create a sense of um, of playfulness and excitement in a workplace that was otherwise pretty dull. So perhaps this would be a good time for us, Steve, to hear from the Swami himself and, and perhaps uh, some snippets from his State of the Universe address. Okay, well, you know, he's been patiently hovering over here on this flying carpet, so shall I have him come over? Absolutely. Okay, hold on. Well, hello. I, I'm still floating on the magic carpet, so technically I'm on the air. Hi, Swami. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And, you know, every year at this time, I offer the state of the universe. So I'm happy to tell you that the universe is doing just fine, ever-changing, same as always. It is purring in perfection. Uh, but down here, of course, we, we have uh, some challenges. And, uh, of course, this last year was... Uh, was a very very challenging uh, challenging year. You know, we've had a lot of separation and polarization everywhere. You know, I'll tell you something. We are humans are, are even more polarized than ever. Even Poland is polarized. Did you know that? You've got the no, North Poles and the South Poles. <laughs> and of course, we're talking about peace in the Middle East, and we don't even have peace in the Middle West because in America, we have a deeply divided body politic. Half the population believes our election system is broken, and the other half believes it is fixed. So we've got a lot of problems in this country, but you know what? Here's good news. Uh, the changes have already taken place, and in fact, the headline of my state of the universe is called, The Shift Has Hit the Fan and All Heaven Is Breaking Loose. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, if all heaven is breaking loose, I don't see it. I mean, where the hell is heaven? Okay, well, here's the thing. Heaven is inside of us. Heaven is not out there. Heaven is in our own hearts. And all the people who are hell-bent on finding heaven outside themselves, well, they're having a hell of a time. Okay, so because heaven is broken loose, it is up to us to put the little pieces of heaven together to create one big piece. And that is our job. So that's our, that is our mission. You know, because I'll tell you something. We are here to regrow the garden and have a heaven of a time doing it. Swami, perhaps you could just tell us uh, your feelings about the role of community in this uh, new time that we're moving into. Oh, well, community is very, very important. Uh, and I call it calm unity. You know, because let's face it, we got all excited. You know, anger has become the latest rage. And so it's very easy to get excited. And, of course, I've developed a technique called tantrum yoga to help you release your anger and use it to heat your home in the wintertime. But what we really need is calm unity. We need to I, – I had my own sitcom. I just sat calm. And uh, – feeling the unity and the coherence with this universal heart because up in our heads we have beliefs that separate us and believe me what people believe is unbelievable so what we need to do is we need to leave the static of the head for the ecstatic of the heart because the more we expand our hearts the less we will need to shrink our heads 
And as we sit in calm unity with our hearts fully expanded, then we can connect up with other human beings and weave a web of mass construction as we recognize that we are all in it together. So important to understand and realize that we, we each have our own individual requirements to move forward on this path and, and shift into our hearts. Oh, you're absolutely right. In fact, I say that each of us is totally unique, just like everybody else. <laughs> but it's so much easier when you have other people around you of like heart who are also on this awakened path and, and making this shift, and we can do it all together. So that harmonious connection between our hearts makes a significant difference to the individual's path. Oh, you're right. There is no harm in harmony. <laughs> and that's right. You know, I think that it is very, very important that we begin to gather in the land of the heart because instead of this uh, fear-based homeland security, we need to have love-based heartland security as we gather around the heart core values. And that way... The golden rule can overrule the rule of gold. <laughs> Very good, Swami. I, I really appreciate the, the play on words that you, uh, that you use to bring some uh, wisdom into, into our hearts and minds at this, at this time with your humor. Well, I'm, I'm glad I've had a chance to impart some in particles of wisdom. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you, and may the forest be with you. And, and feel free to chip in at any time during the rest of the show, too. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go kick some things in right now. <laughs> okay. So, so we've, we've talked about the, 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 the love from Len and the laugh from Swami and Steve. So perhaps we should talk a little bit about my role, which I guess is to, to keep things uh, together. Um, but I guess that the piece that I bring to the puzzle is the, is the ability to synthesize what appear to be somewhat diverse pieces of information and bring it all together to make sense for people. And so one of my roles is, is to pay attention to what's happening in the world and to bring the information forward on, on a current basis to help people to, to understand exactly how, how this is unfolding. And so, for example, um, the whole energy around the solstice and the lunar eclipse and now the solar eclipse, which is coming up uh, next week on uh, January the 4th, is another opportunity for us to seed uh, our new uh, pieces into the, into the year. And when we return after this break, I will explain exactly how that's going to be working for all of us. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Can you define your talent in six words or less? Are you using your inner resource, intuition? 
Listening to Joyce Anderson of Conversations with Yourself will work your intuitive muscle to discover your divine skill. Each week, your host, Joyce Anderson, will give you practical exercises to jumpstart your intuition, to live in your talent. From sports to business to music to food, talent is everywhere. Join Joyce and her engaging guests to hear their how-to stories. Tune in to Conversations with Yourself Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network and ignite your talent. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And before the break, I was just talking about the, the role that I tend to play generally and will be playing in our seven-week tele-seminar series. And I was just beginning to talk about the solar eclipse of January the 4th uh, next week, where I, I don't believe this is one of those times where we should be uh, seeding some specific plans for this, this year. I, I feel that the way the energies are working right now, that we actually need just to allow spirit to guide us. So what we should be seeding within ourselves are those core principles that whatever comes up in the world uh, in the next 12 months, that we will be in a position to be able to handle that. And so by, by seeing the, the bigger picture and seeing how all this fits together and working with the humor of, of the Swami and Steve and the love energy of, uh, of Len and, 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 and being shown this, this bigger picture, I believe it's going to be a, a wonderful opportunity for a group of people who all have this common uh, vision, this common purpose, which is to bring peace to the world through our own peace in our own hearts. So let me just tell you a little bit about the, the seven-week series. What we've decided to do is to do a journey through the seven chakras. And I'll just give you the, the titles. The Swami has had a, 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 a part to play in this, you'll recognize. So as we walk through the seven weeks, each one representing each of the chakras, so we'll be able to, to work with all of those energies uh, that are deeply embedded with us and clear those energies and eventually open our hearts up and awaken ourselves to the higher connections to source, to spirit, so that we can start manifesting uh, into our world and bring this peace into all of our hearts and, and return to our connection, to our unity consciousness, to, to being part of the oneness. And this is part of the alchemy that I, I trained with and worked at the furnace and, and got a profound understanding of how the alchemical transformation worked. 
So the first chakra is the base chakra, and it's all about survival, and we have to overcome those deep-seated fears. And so our first title is Dying to Live. Our second one is the creative energy that Steve was talking about earlier, the second chakra, all about one-on-one relationship and being creative, and it's called Kindling Your Creative Fire. Probably the most challenging one is, is one of mine, which is the solar plexus, and it's all about the separation, the duality consciousness, and it's piercing the shadow so that we actually go through our shadow side, we work with it, we acknowledge it, and then we can emerge out of the solar plexus and into the heart, which of course is Len's expertise, awakening your loving heart. And he will lead us through processes to open up the portals through uh, heart centers. And then we return back to Steve in the fifth chakra in the throat, finding your expressway, all of the ways in which we communicate uh, in, in the world. And then we shift up into the third eye and we move into me again and it's the manifesting miracles. It's how you connect with spirit, how you pay attention to the signs and omens and the uh, synchronicities that take place. And during the course of this show, I've just had a, an eagle um, circling around the trees outside my home. And so I immediately know that, that in doing this show the way that we are, that we are connecting to great spirit, that there's a big energy field coming through the work that we're doing. And then we'll shift into the crown chakra and uh, we'll return to Len, uh, opening to oneness through love, remembering our connection to all that is, uh, all of humanity, all of the planet itself and all of the energies connected with it. And so those will be the seven uh, journeys that we will take through the seven chakras to complete this journey of oneness. And I'm absolutely uh, delighted and fascinated that the final show where we all come into oneness will actually take place on March the 9th, which according to Carl Kalman is the beginning of the ninth level of the uh, final Mayan calendar, um, which is conscious co-creation with creator, with spirit. So it's an absolute perfect timing from January the 26th through to March the 9th for this uh, opportunity every Wednesday at 5.30 Pacific uh, Coast time to enjoy this, this process and to give everybody the opportunity of getting a real clear understanding of how this is going to work and the different elements of it. We'll be having a free tele-event on January the 19th at the same time at 5.30 Pacific Coast time uh, on the Wednesday, Wednesday evening, January the 19th, where we will be giving more information, more guidance, and a, an overview of all of the different ways in which uh, this course will be working, which will include interactive sessions, because as uh, Steve was uh, saying in the guise of Swami just now, uh, that it's really important that we come together as community and all members of that community have the opportunity to connect with each other, communicate with each other, and ask very specific questions that they have. So, Swami, it's going to be exciting. Well, Steve, yeah, <laughs> whoever I, you, know, you are. Actually, what's interesting well, any, is that any we're, we're going to be like using this, uh, this maestro technology, which not only allows people, of course, to tune into what the three presenters are presenting, but allows people to break up uh, into smaller groups and have discussions and begin to interweave these connections and hear each other's voices. You know, and in certain ways, you know, 
uh, technology has isolated us. Uh, we're, we're tuned into the Internet. We are watching TV. And uh, now it's time to turn to the outer net, turn, turning to other people, uh, even if it's a global community and people that we, we're not seeing face-to-face. When we hear other people, we, we hear uh, echoes of ourselves. We see reflections of ourselves. And in this, uh, in this group, uh, we become more powerful to impact our own personal lives, and we begin to see as we are you know, part of one greater community, how we imaginal selves uh, of this new organism can actually speed the evolution of it, uh, of a, a, tr- a real human, humane humanity coming about. So I really encourage everyone to go to myheartcenterjourney.com, uh, click on the banner on my host page, and there you will see the opportunity to read all of the material on the free tele-event that is taking place on January the 19th, and also all the information about how this is going to work for the full uh, seven-week tele-seminar series beginning on January the 26th. So all the information is available there, and I urge all of you to sign up for the free tele-event because that alone will bring you tremendous uh, added information. Um, we're coming to, to the close of the show, so please take the opportunity to go to myheartcenterjourney.com. So, Steve, do you have any, any closing comments that you'd like to make? Well, you know, I, I think the Swami is here. Hold okay, on. Good. Maybe he's going to fly down and say something. Hold on. Okay, now listen. We are here to go for heaven on earth just for the hell of it, and we are not here to earn God's love. We are here to spend it. So we are generating lots of love with this, with this wonderful teleseminar that's coming up, and we are hoping to create a field of laughter, what we call a farce field, that will raise the laugh force on the planet and open the planetary clown chakra. <laughs> well, Swami, that's a great note to finish on. I'm really looking forward to the clown chakra of every human being opening up. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a wonderful time spent with you, and I'm looking forward to many other happy hours in your midst. Oh, yes, I have missed. I pray I'd not have missed right here. Oh, okay. And we'll see you very soon. Namaste. God bless you. Thanks so much. Namaskar. Goodbye. So please do go to www.myheartcenterjourney.com and sign up for the tree tele-event on January the 19th. My guest next week will be Rochelle Lamb, and we'll be talking about non-violence communication and how by shifting the way in which we communicate with each other through language, we can once again bring peace to our beautiful planet. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Have a very, very happy new year. It's going to be a very exciting 2011. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.